Welcome to Invested Parenting Podcast. I'm Holly Anderson, mother of four. Each week we'll be sharing experiences from real parents and advice from experts on parenting children ages zero through nine. Thank you for being a truly invested parent. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today I have Emily Long with me. I'm so excited to introduce her to you because she is a life coach from My Fit Life. And she helps and inspires and lifts up working mamas. And so I know that there are many parents that will get a lot from her insight today and her stories and her tips for us today, but especially those who have that workload, okay, outside or inside the house. So I'm so excited for the stuff that she's going to share today. I have met her in person. We met, where were we? We were in Tennessee, right? When we met in person. Yes. We were in Tennessee. We were at a conference and we were just like waiting in line. And all of a sudden I looked at her. I was like, I know you. (laughs) So, so neat that I can have her on this podcast to share with these amazing parents um, what she has to offer. So Emily, tell us a little bit about what you do and what inspired you to get to this point of your life. Absolutely. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I love what you do. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Um, Yeah. So my journey kind of started several years ago, about um, 20-ish years ago, when I started, um, I was like in eighth grade, and all of a sudden I started just being aware of what I looked like and kind of overthinking and over-obsessing, you know, if my skirt was digging in at my waist and just being really ultra aware of my body. And that kind of started me down this unhealthy path of even starting in eighth and ninth grade, I would work out two times a day and I would try to restrict my food. And I really didn't have any education at that point about what was healthy and what wasn't. So I, you know, I thought less was more. I would try to skip my lunches and would try almost to develop these like disordered habits. Um, and that continued on all the way into um, high school. And then even through college, when I ended up with a roommate who was equally as crazy about this kind of stuff as I was, and we sort of fueled each other in a bad way, um, like trying to just eat broccoli all day and do like two a day workouts. And it just really started this unhealthy um, relationship with food and relationship with my body. And even though I wasn't really overweight, um, like people would look at me and think, you know, oh, you look great or whatever. But for me, it was this obsessive awareness of the things that I didn't like. Um, and so still, I tell people, it really doesn't matter if you're a size 22 or a size two, it's really what's happening up here that is going to impact how you show up in the world. Um, so that sort of led into just trying to figure out, you know, I ended up gaining some weight. I got married. I carried all of these struggles into my marriage. Um, and it really did affect us because like, I wouldn't let my husband touch my stomach and just all the things that I was super aware of. It just made me so insecure and the opposite of a confident woman and the confident wife that I wanted to be. So what was interesting about my story is I ended up just trying some different things physically. I was like a cardio bunny and, you know, trying to restrict my eating and all that stuff. And somebody gave me this advice at one point and I decided to test it out because I was so desperate. Um, And that little bit of advice that actually started out positive, but eventually he was going to have me, you know, cut my calories to um, compete in a figure competition. The initial part of his advice was to gain some muscle. And that ended up being the best advice I ever could have gotten because what ended up happening is I had to eat more and I had to work out less. And although I actually did put on some weight at first, I also started feeling tight. I started feeling strong for the first time in my life. I had energy. And what really ended up happening is I had this crazy mindset shift. 
and what was really cool about it is that shift just started making me realize, you know, maybe it's not the weight, you know, maybe it's not about the way that my body looks necessarily. What if it's just about how I feel? Because for the first time in my life, I, I had energy and I actually, because I was getting stronger and accomplishing things like pull-ups and just learning how to do things that I couldn't do before because I was too weak and I was too tired, it built up this confidence. And I remember thinking like at one point I actually got rid of my scale because I was like, I know it's going up and I don't even care and I want to harness this as long as I can. And then what ended up happening is as I restored my metabolism, um, over the course of three months, I ended up dropping two pan sizes and about 50% of my body fat. And, and it was kind of like the cherry on top of this transformation I had experienced. It was like the mindset transformation happened first and then the physical happened after that. So that's when I really got into coaching other women. Um, but at the time, I still didn't really understand the power in the mindset and the belief shifts. And so I was still coaching them. You know, they'd come to me saying, hey, Emily, I want to lose 10 pounds. And that's what I would help them do. But what I ended up finding is I'd have these women, sometimes they were double or more my age. And while they're doing squats, they'd be pouring their heart out to me and saying, you know, I'm having this issue with my husband or my kids, you know, are going through this or, and they would just start sharing all of these things. And I realized like, I'm not a personal trainer. I am a life coach. Like these people are just pouring out their hearts. And it, it finally clicked that what we see on the outside um, is really just a symptom of what's going on inside. And that's really what helped me kind of dive into and like geek out over and just get obsessed with what it actually looks like to experience an identity shift and to change your beliefs. And how did I become confident before my body changed when I thought that the body change is what was going to make me confident. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and then as I started working with more and more women and really focusing on, you know, the identity shift first, um, and then what was happening is they were getting confident and then the body changes were coming and it, it was turning into things like this instead of, Oh, I lost 10 pounds. It would be like, Oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I have so much energy. I'm chasing my kids around. I don't crash on the couch at the end of the day. I don't feel like binging at night. Oh, and by the way, I'm down 10 pounds. So it became this like afterthought um, and it just happened naturally because of all the other positive changes. Awesome. I love that. I loved how you talked about, it's not about the numbers. It's about how you feel. It's about your confidence and being healthy. And I think that most children and teens and tweens do not have that education of what is actually healthy. And so it's easy to become, it's so easy to just go down that slide of, I don't have confidence. I need to do the, do the extreme what be, you know, because you have a certain goal and you don't realize the goal is not just the pant size, the goal, you know, that might happen after that mindset is changed. So I love that so much. And so for those who are listening, who are parents who desire to find out more about this mindset change and how to do it, what tips do you have for parents, especially working moms to be able to reach that goal that you're talking about? Yeah. So the reason that I work specifically now um, with working moms is because I believe that um, moms who ha who are working or just have more things on their plate, more challenges that they're dealing with, there's just this unique type of mom guilt that we experience. And um, I know that every working mom, I mean, every mom can relate for sure to mom guilt. Um, but I've noticed that working moms tend to struggle with with it in you know, it's just really hard to overcome because when you're at work, you feel like you should be with your kids. And when you're with your kids, you feel like you should be at work. And so they're like, how in the world 
can I fit in more time for myself when I already feel like I'm letting my kids down or letting my family down? So one of the biggest things that I teach women, um, and really this applies to everybody, is is comp- one of the biggest things that can cause instant confidence and just help you to feel better about yourself is focusing on buckets. So I always say like, you know, if you're a working mom, chances are you have to work for one reason or another. Um, and if you have to be there, then be all there. And when I made this shift, um, it made such a massive difference because what was happening for me is when I was at work, I was just thinking about like, I felt guilty that I wasn't with my son and what was he doing with, you know, my mom or my mother-in-law, whoever was watching him and what was I missing? Um, but once I began being fully in the bucket that I was in, it, whether it was work um, or whatever else I was doing, I was suddenly able to be so much more productive. And then what ended up happening is my work hours were able to shorten because I was more efficient and more productive during that time. Um, and then what ended up happening is because I was there a hundred percent, I was mentally focused. I was present. Then when I went home, I was actually for the first time ever, and we've always worked for ourselves. So, you know, you know, it's hard to not bring your work home with you when it's something that you're passionate and excited about. But even still, I was able to leave it at work. And then when I got home, I was a hundred percent in the family bucket. Um, and that's the biggest thing that made a difference for me. And so once I was able to sort of figure that out and just, just remind myself consistently, be present in this moment right now, this is family time, be in, in family time. Don't think about work. Um, because it's not productive, right? Like if I'm with my son and I'm just thinking about the email that I have to write, but I can't even write it, it's really not serving anyone. Um, and doing that just made me realize how much more time I actually have. So the and then as far as like practical, more tangible advice um, to fitting in, you know, health and nutrition and things like that, what I tell people all the time is there are seasons of life and you might not be in a season where a six pack is reasonable for you. And that's okay. And I think sometimes we have these expectations like, well, you know, 10 years ago before I had my kids, I had a six pack, um, but you weren't chasing kids around and you weren't a working mom at that point, right? Like things were different. So I think kind of realizing where you're at and then working with what you have. Um, a lot of women that I talk to have this all or nothing mindset. Like, like if I can't do a full workout, then I'm not going to work out at all. And I always teach, do a minimum of three to five minutes of movement every single day, because what ends up happening is it basically, I explain it like it's a placeholder for movement in your life. Um, everybody can fit five minutes in, even if it's just a dance party with your kids, right? Like if that's all the time you have, put music on and be intentional in that moment to like do some squats, do some push-ups, get your heart rate up. But making movement intentional, even just for three to five minutes, is enough to make you kind of look forward to it because you get energized by it. And then what I've noticed is a lot of women that were like, you know, going from nothing and, and they were, you know, not doing anything because they couldn't fit in a full workout when they finally understood the power of squeezing in just a few minutes, what ended up happening is they were like, hey, I actually ended up having 10 minutes. And then they did a full 10 minutes of movement or, you know what, I thought my son was going to wake up at two, but he woke up at two 30. So I did a whole workout, but all they had mentally committed to, and the only amount of mental energy they had to use was to commit to two to five minutes. Um, and I actually do these things called workouts for a song, which are, um, three to five minute workouts specifically for busy moms to the beat of a song so that you can literally do it anytime. And that's what I recommend. I always say, you know, don't, what we always try to do is fit our lives around some kind of fitness or diet or, you know, some kind of crazy plan. But I always tell women, just look at what you currently have and figure out how can you fit 
fitness into what you're already doing? Can you make your breakfast a little bit healthier? Can you just buy healthier snacks? Like what are you already doing that you can just up level a little bit and then go from there? That's great. I love the advice that you had about just being in the bucket that you're in. In whatever moment you're in, live that moment and be the best you can with the purpose in mind of, you know, doing your work and then you can leave it. And I feel like that happens all the time with me because I work at home. And so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, my little girl doesn't have to go to kindergarten until noon, right? And so in the morning, I really try to get stuff done. I create different like little assignments for her and I will get little art projects for her so she can do her art project right next to me and I can still be working and we can kind of still be talking. But if I, if I don't do that, if I don't have something assigned for her to do, then she will just be like pulling my hair and on, <laughs> let's go play the piano. How come we don't, you don't do anything with me anymore, you know? And I'm like, of course she is because we're the only two in the house. And so she's going, well, how come mom isn't paying attention to me? And I still, right. it's, it's like one or the other, either. What do I do? Do I kick her out of the room and say, no, here's the iPad you know, and I'm mommy has to work. And then I just feel guilty about it. Mommy has to work. Like, we can't play. And so just to be able to give her her little project, her little paint set, her little, whatever she is creating. And, and it's something that keeps her busy, but she can still be right next to me and I can still focus on my work. And Absolutely. so I'm like, just being able to, to do both. It is, it's really hard. It's tricky. Yes. It's tr <laughs> I think probably like, cause I totally know that too. Usually my son is at schools and most of my work is done while he's there, but absolutely like sometimes in the evenings or if he has a day off of school and he's home all day, I have to kind of figure that out too. And the best advice, and we all know it, right? Like I know you know this, I know this, but I really feel like we have to be reminded of it consistently by other people and maybe even other people that we might view as like, oh, that person looks like they have it all together. Well, first of all, they don't, right? <laughs> because we don't, you know, I try to be super transparent and vulnerable on social media, but still I'm going to post my best pictures, right? And so it's not always the way that it seems. And the best thing, and I have to remind myself of this all the time is like, especially in those moments, like we have to give ourselves grace. And it's that fine line between like grace with excuses and grace with learning. Like I always am like, okay, I'm going to give myself grace, but also how can I improve next time? Um, and not just like giving myself grace. I'm like, ah, it's okay. You know, it is what it is. But I think that, I don't know, as moms, especially, I feel like we need somebody to hand us that permission slip to say, here you go. Give yourself some grace. It's okay. <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely should give ourselves some grace and use that grace to become better. I think mm -hmm. that's exactly. why we have grace. That's why we have access to it. Right. Yes. Become better and not to stay in the same place. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And, um, I love when you talked about doing a song and like doing a dance party and stuff. So I will do Zumba cause I'm a Zumba instructor, but I'll do Zumba, like the little kid Zumba with my little girl. We don't do it for very long, honestly. And just like what you said, usually we'll start it out and <laughs> I'll do like two songs and that's it. That's yeah. all for. But it's all about the consistency too. Exactly. And Kids remember, they remember. So if you ever need to be reminded, just get your kid to remind you and they'll remind you. Yeah. That's if, so true. if they have something in it, like if they're motivated by it in any way, they won't let you forget. That's Mom, so it's true. our Zumba time. It's our Zumba time. And I'm like, yeah. we can do it. <laughs>
So she will help me do it. She'll help me remember to do my Zumba time. But That's so true. I love those tips and those ideas. Um, so as far as like super busy moms and dads, I know this is parenting, what advice do you have for a mom who's just like giving everything to her kids, giving everything to her job, and they just feel like, I don't have a bucket for myself. Like, how do I create one? And they just feel like I'm giving and giving and giving out of my bucket to everyone. And now my bucket's empty. Like what advice do you have to help parents invest in themselves first? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that is definitely a tough one because it's so much easier said than done. Um, and this is something I absolutely have to remind myself of. Um, and, and again, this is probably something that your listeners have heard before, but you know, we all know the oxygen mask example when you're on the airplane that you have to put yours on first before you can help anybody else. Um, and the way that I look at it is I, and I've tested this and actually this is what I would recommend. Cause I'm really anti like, you know, setting up a ton of rules and restrictions and diets and things like that. So everything to me is a test. Like if you're making a diet change, I say, test it out, see how you feel. And chances are you're going to feel better. And that's going to be intrinsically motivating to you. So I would say the same applies with this. If you just test it out. So for seven days, what would life look like if you just gave yourself an extra 20 minutes, whether that means you have to wake up 20 minutes early, um, which by the way, I'm just going to tell you this. So I am a night owl and I, over the last almost month, I've been getting up at 5am every single day. And I'm like somebody who would work until 4am. Like I am a night owl through and through, but I've been doing that. And what ends up happening is you are tired at night and you do end up going to bed at a decent hour. So for those of you out there that are like, that's not an option. I'm just telling you right now, like my husband's like, it's a tiny miracle every morning when you get up. But if you have to get up earlier, do that. Set your alarm 30 minutes earlier so that you've got 20 minutes, whether it's to read, pray, meditate, work out, whatever it is that you know is going to fuel you up. But again, don't do it as a rule. Don't set it up like this is something I have to do. Um, just see if you're a better mom if you set that time aside. Notice if your energy is better if you set that time aside, if you show up better um, as a wife, as a husband, um, whatever, you know, the things that matter most to you. Um, you know, for me, I care about how I show up in the way that I serve my clients and I care how I show up as a mom and as a wife and, um, you know, to the people that are closest to me, that matters to me. And I know because I've tested it, I know that I will always show up better with better energy, um, just in a better mood with more charisma, more excitement, and just more value to add when I take time to fill myself up. And again, I know you've heard it before, but just test it out. Give yourself seven days. Um, and one quick thing there is I've tried several times before to get up at 5 a.m. and have been unsuccessful. Um, the biggest difference, and I know, Holly, you're familiar with this example, but the biggest difference as to why I was able to do it this time is because I learned the difference between choosing to do, do something and deciding to do something. And when you make a decision, you're cutting yourself off from all other options with what the, the word actually means. And so when I decided that I was going to get up at 5 a.m., it was like a non-negotiable, like I am doing this. And so what would happen is the next morning when my alarm went off, my feet hit the floor, I went and I washed my face with cold water and I was up. There's so many times that I would be like, all right, I'll try it. I'll try it. And I can almost guarantee that just the second you say that three letter word, you're probably not going to stick to it because if you haven't been able to do it before, you're not going to do it now. You really have to make that decision. So commit to yourself, you know, let your yes be yes, make that commitment to yourself and actually follow through, show yourself that you're trustworthy. And that's actually going to end up building confidence in other areas. That one thing alone is going to energize you and make you feel better 
and making you better able to show up the way that you want to show up. So that would be, that would be my um, first tip is just commit for seven days, see what it looks like, just 20 minutes of time to yourself that would fill you up and see if life isn't better. And I guarantee you are going to be intrinsically motivated to keep doing it because you are going to show up better in the ways that matter to you. Awesome. I love what you said about the seven days because it's so easy for us to be like motivated in the moment. I've decided I'm going to do this and we do it forever. <laughs> but then it's like you kind of set yourself self up for failure whenever you say I'm going to do something forever because like what you said before, we have different moments in our lives where we need certain things. We need to focus on certain things. And, you know, I've had four kids. Like, I am never getting my abs back. Like, I'm not, I, it's just not happening. But I can still be, you know, a certain size that I want. Or I can still, you know, have this energy and feel good and have this confidence and things like that. And so, right. so whatever part of your life you're in, have that commitment for, you know, seven days. I have done things like that where I'm like, okay, I'm definitely waking up at this time. I'm going to do it forever, but then I'll do it for three days. And I'm like, this stinks. Right. <laughs> but if I had said, hey, only four more days, you can do this because right. trust yourself. You know, you committed to do this. You can do it. And with, with all the failures that, you know, we all have, sometimes you kind of look back and you don't trust yourself. You're like, well, I know exactly. what I do. I can see the past, what's usually happened. But when you have that just seven day goal, and then you can look at it as an experiment and you can look at it and say, okay, what changed? You know, step back and say, what changed in my life? Was I more patient? Was I happier? Was I calmer? Was, did I have more peace in the morning? Were we not late? <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever it was big one. happening. And so you can look at that and you can like say, huh, this seven days was different. Mm -hmm. And do I want to keep on having that difference in my life? And Exactly. It takes the emotion out of it. Like I think, and this goes, you know, with dieting or really any area is we always, you know, like if somebody is on a diet and then they mess up, they're always like, I'm bad because I messed up. And I'm like, well, no, you just ate half a pan of brownies. That's the fact <laughs> that doesn't make you bad, right? Like it's just the, the only fact is, is the action. Um, and we take this meaning that shouldn't be taken from it. And then that ends up making it harder to do things in the future. Because just like you said, we don't have that trust in ourselves because we've let ourselves down so many times before. So I think by making a smaller commitment, and by the way, for, for like the getting up early, I, I do not make myself get up early on Sundays. That's my one day I can just sleep in. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, exactly. You give yourself like, a, you know, what you know is reasonable for you to do. But just by doing that, even like the, the way that that has impacted discipline in other areas of my life, because you may have heard this before, but I learned this and it really stuck with me that when you are trying to change something in your life, when you make one habit, one habit change, or when you change one habit, I should say, you, your likelihood of sticking to it long-term is 70% or greater. But then when you add in two, just one extra habit, your likelihood of success drops down to 30%. And then just three or more habits at once, your likelihood of success drops down to less than 1%. And I think we're trying to like, you know, all right, this week I'm going to eat better. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do workout six days a week when we haven't been doing any of those things. And then we wonder why we fail, but it's because we set ourselves up to fail from the beginning. But by just doing one thing, making one commitment for a short amount of time, it just begins to rebuild that trust. And the cool thing, the really cool side effect is that habits come in multiples. So by focusing on one thing like self-care, you're going to find that probably later you're going to go on a walk when maybe you wouldn't have, or you might make a healthier choice for lunch because 
one healthy habit inspires more healthy habits, just like one bad habit inspires more bad habits. So it's cool. You're only using mental energy on the one, but all these other good things happen as a result. And you're just like, oh, cool. Those are cool side effects of that one thing. Yeah. Well, I love all these tips, especially the way you can use less mental energy to receive, you know, to get the goal that, that you want. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's exhausting. Yes. <laughs> exhausting, especially as a parent, especially when you're working, especially as anything. Put in what you're doing right now. Anyone listening, put in, especially as put in your situation and we just want to connect with you and tell you that you're not alone. <laughs> and I'm sure that there are many people listening to this podcast who would like to get a hold of you, Emily. So how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfitlife.emily or if you just search um, myfitlife-emilylong. And then on Instagram, it's at myfitlife.emily. Um, and then my website is myfitlifeforever.com. And that's where um, there's a bunch of freebies that you can get plugged in. I have an online fitness membership site, like for busy working moms who just can only get short workouts in. There's weekly meal plans and things like that, as well as a bunch of other downloads and restaurant cheat sheets and things like that, that might be useful. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely put those links in too on the podcast comments area and on the YouTube channel. So we'll put that in there. So Thank you so much for joining me. I wish we could talk forever, but I know that um, you have a wealth of knowledge. You have so much experience and I love your happy attitude <laughs> about everything. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us so that we can connect with you and, and get to know you a little bit better and, and get these amazing tips that we can put into our lives so we can become better parents for these amazing little souls that are given to us. 